0: Welcome to Gen Gapcast, the podcast that takes a look at topics from the generational and gender points of view. I'm Wade, I'm the dad.
1: And I'm Megan, I'm the daughter.
0: And it is Season 8, Episode 1, Meg. No, it's not. How do you feel about that? No, it's not. It is Season 8, Episode 1. According to the records that I keep, and I keep impeccable records.
1: Yeah, you keep records. Season
0: season 8, Episode 1. So what are we talking about today?
1: Um, today, we're going to be actually exploring our relationship because your
0: your and and my relationship, huh?
1: Yes, cause believe it or not, I am aware that our dynamic might not be what is considered the norm.
0: <laughs> uh, no. Um, uh, in fact, I get many comments about our dynamic, and it is definitely not the norm,
1: oh. I want to know yeah. some of these comments no, now. Just, you know,
0: the, mostly positive. Actually, all positive. I mean, people are just like, I, I listen to the podcast, and I love the dynamic that you guys have. And I'm like, yeah. As they should. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> they say, uh, you know, is it real? And I say, no, we're just really good actors.
1: Oh, yeah. We don't actually like each other in real life. And not at all. We're strange. and not we only do this podcast together because... You know, we like it, torturing ourselves.
0: It it makes us lots of money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that's,
0: oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to say it costs us lots lots of money. But you know, this is this is the the labor of love. This is why we do it.
1: Exactly. This is a passion project, not a I'ma do this for money.
0: Not 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 yet, hopefully. Not yet. But I digress. So Let's talk about our relationship. What I thought I would start with is kind of some background on my, you know, my my philosophy of being a father. Being I mean, a dad. I think that's a
1: good place to start because I know that our relationship is really nothing like the relationship you had with your parents. No, so not, how no, did no. your relationship with your parents urge you towards the relationship that we have
0: (laughs) so i will tell you story time
1: story Um, time so once upon a time
0: as as a younger much much younger man child that i that i was that i am um my relationship with my parents was you know it was it was complicated as they like to say uh, I had a very unemotionally available father at the time. He has since changed, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, I love Grandpa. And, and I had a very codependent relationship with my mother. Yep. And and you know there was dynamics in the home which I won't get into because this is not about airing dirty laundry. This is more just about why the you know, my how my my view of being a father, a dad, and a parent kind of came to be. So I basically looked at my parents and not didn't think I'm not going to make, you No, know, I'm not going to be like them because I figured, you know, I was probably going to be like them, uh, but I wanted to make some conscious choices that I was going to be emotionally available for my kids. Thank and, goodness for that. And I was also going to be as tolerant as I could be right and i i i want to make sure i caveat that properly as i could be because i think my parents were as tolerant as they could be so i figured i could probably do be more tolerant yeah right because if i had that thought in my mind and and that was a that was a goal that i was shooting for that
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and i I have never had the conversation with my parents around around what their you know parenting philosophy was, what they wanted to achieve as a parent. Um, I suspect, though, that it wasn't what ended up happening. <laughs> so,
1: Probably not.
0: No, I don't think so. So, uh, I was a young father, right? My your your mom and I had your older sister when we were just. We lads and we lasses.
1: Yep. Um, You were a father at the ripe old age of 22.
0: Yeah, 22. Um, So, first child, 22.
1: That's only three Um, years younger than I am currently.
0: I know. Wow. So, at your age, I had a three year old. Nah. (laughs) I know. Three-year-olds, oh, they're so much fun. It's I amazing have they cats.
1: Does that count? It sounds like <laughs> it feels like I'm being surrounded by three-year-olds all the time. Uh,
0: oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Cats are just ever, forever three-year-old, petulant three-year-olds. Oh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, started young, and uh, I think I, I love to tell the story uh, of you know when when the doctors put your sister in my arms. If you listened really closely you would have heard everything clicking into place for me. Uh, and that's, that's a lovely story, but there's, there's absolute truth there. I mean, it was in that moment when I realized I get to be a father, right? I get to Mm. put all the plans and all the, the thought and all the, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Or I'm not going to do this, put all my plans into action and see how it went. Mm. Um, I love so, you. I love you oh, so much,
1: but you're a walking cliche.
0: I know. I know. Absolutely. Very much a walking cliche.
1: I mean, it's so, worked out for me so far, so I'm not like <laughs> saying to well, change as long but, as
0: it's worked out for you.
1: Yeah, just there's so much about your life that is like Oh my gosh, you're a cliche. You're the reason these exist.
0: (laughs) If you look up cliche in the dictionary, you'll see a picture of me. Yep. Yep. So, Mm -hmm. that, yeah. So, my mindset was I was going to be emotionally available for my kids. I was going to be physically available for my kids because my dad worked his butt off to provide for us. And so, he was an amazing provider. But, you know, um, I went to Boy Scouts (laughs) with my next door neighbor. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, my father figure was my gr- my my was my maternal grandfather. Um, yeah. I remember so, you
1: mentioning him quite a bit.
0: Yep. And so, um, you know, I, I promised myself I'd be physically available for my kids. I wasn't going to work so hard um, and so much that I wasn't there for the for the moments that, that my kids needed me to be there or wanted yeah. me to be there. And I would love to say, you know, I had a perfect record. I know I didn't, because uh, I, you know, I also took my work, work very seriously, and you know, kind of lost myself in my work at times, and so
1: only for you know, like the three years we were in California.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we'll we'll call it that. But uh, uh, anyway, so that's that's my headspace. That was where I was at when I became a father. I'm gonna, you know, be emotionally and physically. Available. I'm going to care about, you know, what my kids care about as much as I possibly mm-hmm. could. Uh, then I had girls. And I'm like, ah, oh, I've got to care about
1: Girl <laughs> You got to be like the color of pink is important. I am telling you, <laughs> not all pink is oh. the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I learned quickly that there were shades of pink.
1: Yes. Which... Little off topic, but I just have to say, why is it called pink and not light red? Because that's what it is.
0: It is. It is absolutely light red. I think light red is a little bit more of a mouthful than pink. It is. is.
1: Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not upset with it being pink, but light blue, light green, right? Yellow is just yellow. Like, right?
0: But and then not light red. Pink. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. If it was called Light Red, um, I would have to buy Light Red's uh, records and listen to Light Red's music and adore Light Red from afar because she is amazing.
1: Uh, female uh, crush on that woman.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's not hard to have one. Uh, no, she's... Have, have you watched, again, totally off topic. Well, not really. Have you watched the... Uh, documentary they have on her uh, on Amazon Prime.
1: I have not, but I you have watched to. quite a few clips on YouTube of Pink and her daughter. Yeah, and it's just
0: the relationship she has with Willow, her daughter, is I I was astounded by it. Just they they are two peas in a pod. It's like it's like a piece of Pink just broke off and uh-huh. grew legs and walked around in the rocked around in the world. Yeah. It's weird. It's um,
1: weird. But at the same time, I see a lot of our dynamic in yeah. that dynamic.
0: I do as well. As and well. I think that's, that's why it was so meaningful to me for me to watch that and relate. Uh, and, and, mm-hmm. you know, watching that um, I respected her as an artist Going in, I respect her not only as an artist, but as a uh, a mother, as a human, as a woman, as a business person, as a perfectionist, as a performer. I mean, she, she's a very complex person who, in the quiet moments, shows very much that she's just she's just a human, right? Mm-hmm. And her, her humanity is is quite impressive so i again um back to topic so that's that's where i started from and then you know four five four no five five years later you came along
1: no not five because my sister oh no hold on wait she's only four years older than me
0: she was born in 92
1: yeah. I was born oh, yep. in 96.
0: 96. Math. Math is hard. So that's four years uh, and some months.
1: What? The audience what? can't see it, but I'm shaking my head. Apparently my dad doesn't even remember how old me and my sister are.
0: Okay. You're 25. She's 29. Yeah. Okay. So- is that
1: five years apart? <laughs> no. And it's you guys keep saying day. that I need to return like- every diploma I, i've earned uh, i know which I, has only been my high school so it's I, not many but i digress
0: the maths are hard okay the maths uh, are hard so four years later thank you 48 months actually for no 50 probably 52 months april to january to april yeah
1: yeah okay now you're just being hyper specific
0: yeah well uh you know that's one that you miss and then you just get hyper uh you get hyper focused on the target to hit it so i smashed i creamed that i crushed that target so uh mm. yeah so f- uh, four years later and some change you came along yes and you know up until that point i thought this is this is not bad right this is <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> Oh, and then Megan came.
1: And then I came along. So I have a question.
0: And then Megan arrived. Yes.
1: So it's already like kind of obvious that the dynamic you had with Kylie up until that point was different than what our dynamic became. Oh, yeah. Like... So how much of a shift was it?
0: So the
1: what was the dynamic with you and my sister at that time?
0: So Kylie was a, a easy child, right? She sounds about right. um, Has, as I've heard many parents tell tale of their first children, like if, you know, if our, if the rest of our kids were like our first kids, we'd, we'd have kids forever. But then the second child comes along and then you go, know what you're Oh, talking about. Oh, okay. So, you know, God or the universe or the spaghetti monster in the sky makes it so that your first child is easy. So you'll have more kids. <laughs> Otherwise <laughs> we would be a dying species. Um, so to preserve the, you know, to preserve, the species, they made it, they made that work. Uh, so she was an easy kid. She, she, yep. Yeah, you know, she she would put her, you know, we would say, but well, we have said many times, she would put herself in timeout. Yeah. And that's that's no joke. Nope. All I had to do was look at her and she knew what to do. And she would just <laughs> go she would go put herself and She would start crying and then she would go put herself in timeout. Um, so the di- she dynamic
1: She so good.
0: Oh, she lovely. Um, uh, so the dynamic was again, it was like, oh, well, this is. How hard can this be, right? Why were, my, <laughs> why were my parents struggling so much? Now, keep in mind, I was, you know, the third child. I was yes. the youngest, so you know, uh, up until that point, I'm like, "Wow, this is easy." Why were they, uh, you know, why did I get the, you know, the short straw? Well, turns out, not so easy. <laughs> um, turns out, I was about to to, to learn a lesson.
1: Hello uh, with the that's birth of, where I come in
0: with the birth of my youngest daughter Megan, yep, who upon like mere moments from exiting the the womb, decided I'm just gonna stop breathing
1: <laughs> um. I feel like that needs some clarification. I only stopped breathing because you guys would not let me come out sideways. I told you which way I wanted to come out. And then you're like, nah, that's like not safe for the baby or for the mom. And I came out and just declared my stubbornness to the world. You you didn't let me come out did. sideways. I'm not going to breathe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though no, you showed us exactly who was in charge from the get go. Uh huh. And um, and and it and it hasn't changed ever since. So, yes, my dynamic with you is different than my dynamic with Kylie. I mean, like I said, yeah. the, the 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 core tenants, right? The emotional availability, the physical yep. availability, mm-hmm. the tolerance, yep, the same. But we obviously, we we obviously relate, or I relate to Kylie differently than I relate to you. Yep. For different reasons, right? Uh huh. Um, and I think that uh, you know, a lot of that has to do, obviously, with with well, maybe not so obviously. A lot of that, I believe, has to do with your personality and her personality, and my oh, personality, right?
1: Yeah, my me and my sister have very different personalities, similar aspects, but overall, yeah, we different.
0: Oh yeah, you're you're definitely. Uh, there's no mistaking. One for the other. Well, apparently
1: on the phone or whatever, like there's always mistaking. Like when I used to, like when me and my sister used to work in customer service together. Yeah. People would be so confused whenever I answered the phone or she answered the phone. And then like, as soon as we got off the phone, our managers would like look up to see who had taken the phone call because they could not tell.
0: (laughs) I did not know that. That's interesting because I could absolutely tell the difference between your voices. Um, well and, you've mean, had to
1: hear them for.
0: But that's it. I've had years. To hear them. So you know when you were older and I mean like two or three,
1: the yeah.
0: the, the major differences between you and your sister really started to show. Uh, because as she was uh, an easy child from a you know she was she was compliant, right? she, she did as you asked her to do. And rarely, I think I had to spank her once. I, I, and that was like the the first of well, I don't know. Did I ever spank you? I don't remember.
1: Um, I don't remember you, but I remember mom. And I would just like to make a clarification really quick. You did not have to, you chose to, we do to. not condone spanking anymore.
0: Absolutely. And that's, that's what I was about to say. Cause I, but I wanted to make sure I wasn't misremembering in that uh, I believe that was the first and last time I ever spanked anybody.
1: Yeah, I think the rest of it came from mom and I don't remember ever seeing Kylie yeah. get spanked. I'm sure but I'm I was sure once, very familiar with that form of punishment.
0: I'm sure once your mother listens to this podcast, this episode, yep. she will correct me if I am incorrect.
1: A hundred percent.
0: Even if you're um, not
1: like even if you're still correct, she'll still Try
0: to correct you? <laughs> oh, no, she will not. Maybe, eh. maybe she will. Want to um, make a bet on know. it? Nope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that like proves your money. level
1: of confidence right there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, but as, as as you know, your personality started to come out <laughs> and your stubbornness. Uh, I realized, you know, that the tolerance aspect of my plan needed to be amped up a little bit.
1: Was going to be uh, tested.
0: Yep, it's going to be stretched. Well,
1: Kylie was the one to put herself in timeout. I fell asleep in timeout.
0: Yeah, yeah, you felt you turned it into a, you know, a, it was nap time. It was siesta time. Right? Exactly. Uh, I would also and, look
1: you in the eye uh, while doing the thing you told me so I shouldn't many, be doing
0: so many times. Megan, stop doing that. And you would look at us and smile this little wry grin. And continue to do the thing I just said, Megan. Stop doing that. What's the worst
1: thing? I get to take a nap? Oh no! Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh, that's so terrible. You're gonna put me in a, you know, in a room where I can lay down and go to sleep.
1: It's so yeah. cute. You think you have control over me?
0: Yeah. It. It. it uh, we. We figured out. Uh, I would like to say we figured out. You know, quickly, but no, it took us a little bit. Uh, that timeouts were not a. <laughs> Effective. A, an effective form of behavioral correction for you. No. Um, and, you know, at that point we were just like, okay, this is, this is going to be how it's going to be. And, uh, you know, both your mother and I, as we would talk about the, what the future was to hold, <laughs> um, uh, we, ha- we had dire predictions yep. for, for what you would be, uh-huh. In your middle teen years, like, you know, incarceration kind of predictions like uh-huh. yeah, she, she's going to jail uh, because, you know, a police is going to say, you know, do something and she's going to look at that officer and she's going to smile at him and she's going to continue to do what he was just asking her or telling her or ordering her not to do. Which, in legal terms, is resisting arrest or not following the instructions of a police officer.
1: Yep, but lucky for you, I turned out the complete opposite.
0: Lucky for us, something a bit flipped in your brain. Depression. yeah, like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that, that you decided, no, I'm not going to go be a hell, a hellraiser or or a a rebel with with or without a cause. I was going to be. Somebody that was so, 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 so worried about how we would perceive you.
1: Oh, yeah. That- I went from like, uh, you're an authority figure. You got no control over me to being like, I'm afraid of authority. So I'm just going to stay in the background so that I don't get in trouble. <laughs> Which I
0: yeah.
1: worked out for me most of the time. But then again, the I, I did get in my fair share of trouble. Oh yeah, mostly by hiding my report cards because I did mom, my parents to see I wasn't doing well. <laughs>
0: right. Well, you were doing well. Again, we digress here a little bit, but you were doing where well in the subjects that you had an interest in.
1: Oh yeah, math. Yeah. yeah
0: no, no. So
1: English, rocking it.
0: Yep, you loved it. Um. So we knew we knew from the get go that that was probably going to be how it was with you you were going to excel at the things that you wanted to do yep. and the things that you had no interest and, or didn't want to do, you were going to be like, yeah, screw it. Yeah. You know, but there was always the other side of that, which was, yeah, screw it. But I don't really want to disappoint my parents. So we'll just hide the report card because yeah, yeah, that, that solves it.
1: That (laughs) solves everything. Yeah. Uh. Yes. It does not.
0: It does not. So Because I...
1: there's this thing called phones, and they can call your teachers oh, yeah. when they're like, hey, where's my daughter's report card?
0: Oh, we sent that last week.
1: And then, you know, me just sitting in my room, get a knock, and I'm just, oh, no, they found out. How <laughs> did they find out? 13-year-old Megan asks herself, not realizing uh-huh. that, you know.
0: There's phones. Phones. And, and adults talk to each other and, yep. you know, uh, your, your teachers were not in, you know, in collusion with you. Yep. So, yeah, they didn't get the memo from you, Meg. They didn't get the memo. They were supposed to say, oh, I, oh, I forgot to send it. I will send another one right now. But your, your mail is going via China. So it might get there in like three weeks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's no. not the
0: memo they got.
1: I the memo they think, got was, yeah.
0: you know, I I sent it last week. That did my job. I don't know what mm-hmm. the problem is. so Yeah.
1: I would also like to point out that in my preteens through teens, the most trouble I got in was when I was desperately trying to avoid getting in trouble.
0: Are we talking about the car incident?
1: Don't... <laughs> I told okay. you I was gonna come clean about it. I just needed a moment to calm down because it was my first car accident, <laughs>
0: <sighs> and oh, also yeah, I shouldn't have funny.
1: left any witnesses. What? No, no you <laughs> I didn't say oh, that. <laughs> no,
0: you didn't. See, and that's that's the Megan that your mother and I expected, right there, right, right. Yep. A little flash of the Megan, the you know, the potentially sociopathic. <laughs> uh, you know, person that, you know, uh, was, yeah, there would, there would be like forensic files episodes being about you sort of thing. I
1: wish. I love that show. <laughs> but like, well,
0: not for I'm the bad you're... reason,
1: like, oh, this random person just happened to find a clue that was super helpful. Yeah. Not, oh yeah, this person, like, family annihilator.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you don't celebrate the family annihilator. That That actually... That gives me comfort um so uh let's let me get through kind of the rest of the of how i experienced you and experienced the relationship that was growing and then i would love to hear your side of this because i'm sure ah. you experienced you know me and your mom differently yep. uh but i would also like to you know kind of hear that well not kind i would like to hear that oh you will that's that's what we do. It's so, cute. You think you have a choice? I know. So you <laughs> growing up? Yeah. You growing up? Uh, you were again a. Uh, you were a rambunctious child. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a lot of energy.
1: Yep. Uh, I wish and, I had that again. Uh,
0: you know, we we decided to channel that energy into activities like dance
1: mm-hmm. or
0: cheer. Yep. Uh, just to try to, you know harness that that energy and and put it to some good cuz otherwise you know you might be uh i don't know figuring out how to take over the world or something so um we did that and it's then still on also, my list <laughs> you also showed very early a very creative side of you um yes and mostly in your storytelling um
1: is that what we're calling my compulsive
0: lying? Yeah, that's what we're calling compulsive lying. Uh, storytelling. Well, you know, there was, there was uh, a, a time I was, I think you were young. I was driving home from work, listening to NPR, and they were talking about this study that had just come out that stated that if your child lies, that is actually a sign of, of you know, hype, not hyper, a sign of of intelligence, right? Because yeah,
1: you have to be smart enough to craft a believable lie. Exactly. It took you have me to be a while to... to get there.
0: <laughs> yeah, because your, your young were... me
1: did not realize every good lie has a sprinkle of truth in it. Right.
0: And or This is not
1: lying advice, by the way. I'm no, not trying not to teach all. anyone how to lie.
0: Is this where we need to put the disclaimer? Uh, the Gen, Gen, Gen Gap cast does not condone lying in any way, shape, or form. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that can be debatable, but that's a different topic. That's a different topic. Um,
0: so, yeah, you're, you know, I started to see a very creative person forming before my eyes. And, you know, as you grew, uh, got into your tweens and your teens, um, you know, that that creative side of you only blossomed more yep. with your writings and you started to, to, to pick up drawing. Yep. And wanted to do acting. Still Um, do. Still do. So, I mean, I knew that I had a, a creative creature on my hands. Yes. Um, And so I also figured in, in that there was going to be times when you were going to spring things on me that I, I needed to I won't say be prepared for because you're never prepared for it. But I, I thought to myself, I'm going to not react negatively, right? Mm-hmm. I, again, made made the conscious decision that no matter what you or your sister told me, that I wasn't going to respond or react with negativity, that I was going to say, and I think I may have taken that a little too far, uh, because, as your mom will say, and I will absolutely cop to, I was not the disciplinarian in the family.
1: Not even slightly.
0: Nope. I was the, you know, the, the good time parent.
1: Yeah, you were the parent. Mom was the disciplinarian. Mom was the one I was afraid of as a kid. And then dad Like daddy was the one, if mom said no to something, go ask dad. And he'd say yes. And then I learned that's not an acceptable thing to do. So I would just go to dad first.
0: (laughs) So just cut off the on that. Yeah. uh, I I have learned over the last year that, yeah, my parenting style, uh, while I, you know, there are aspects of it I'm incredibly proud of. uh, There are absolutely aspects of it that I am. Uh, you know, hmm, I have to, I have to own up to, uh, and that, so, and that's one of them is that, um, we, you know, your mom and I tried, uh, to, you know, have a united front. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) that's all, you know, it sounds like there's some sort of like battle lines drawn between parents and kids and, you know, in a way there are, right. (laughs) But you've got to have a unified front and I wasn't always the greatest at, at maintaining that unified front. No. So
1: i <laughs> to be completely honest. No, no
0: and that, uh, that's what we do. So uh, but as you grew uh, out of your teen years into your adult years, um, hi, hi. Um, you know, that uh, I think our relationship took another different, uh, you know, form in that uh, you didn't need you didn't need a father per se. You needed somebody you needed. I became your dad. I'll I'll put it that way, right? I think, because yeah, I, I will in- never say I will. I became your friend because I'm not your friend. You have plenty of friends. I am your parent, and will forever be your parent.
1: Well, uh, fine. I get to cross you off of the list of people I consider my friends. <laughs> is this how uh, you break it to me?
0: This is how I break it to you. But I so I, I've, but I became your your dad, and then what I mean by that is somebody that is there to give advice and be Mm -hmm. a sounding board and, but not try to control what you do or tell you what you should do.
1: Even though sometimes Um, that probably would have been best.
0: Probably would have been best uh, because my wild uh, years were the
1: ages of 18 to like 20.
0: Well, that's the thing, Meg, you are a very intelligent very creative person Aww. who lacks common sense.
1: Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I wouldn't really say I lack common sense. I mean, there are a few things that, you know, gaps of knowledge.
0: Right. But I
1: think most of it is just my desperation hmm. to be accepted and liked by people that I'm very willing to overlook what people would call red flags
0: (laughs) or boundaries
1: or boundaries. What are those? (laughs) I have none. What do you need from me? I will do
0: it. I will give it. Uh, so, uh, you know, and that takes us to now, which is, I think that the way I experience you is, um, you are my youngest daughter. Uh, you are, that is a truth uh, fact. Yep. You are somebody that, uh, I have a heck of a lot of respect for, given the situations and the factors that you've had to contend with throughout your life. The fact As you that should, you are, I've been through a lot. The fact that you are still optimistic.
1: Like the most. The fact,
0: The fact that you are, you know, you have a strength that I see. And I think others, I know others see. You don't always see it, but I. I know you have the strength within you that, that uh, it's just impressive to me. So Thank you. you're welcome. So that's that how I feel I,
1: good. I, well,
0: good. Uh, that's how I experience you. Now let's turn it over to you. You tell oh, me yeah, yeah, how yeah. you, how you experienced our relationship and what you think about it.
1: All right. So I'm going to start as far back as I can remember because this memory of mine, (laughs) what is that? What is remembering things? But I definitely remember that cause California, like between the ages of like six, seven, six, seven. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, to like 10. Yeah. Is when we lived there and, Those are most of where my memories begin. Right. Because, yeah. I also remember (laughs) being mad at you, like, right before me, Mom, and Kylie moved to California. Because you went before us. And they remember specifically being upset with you because you were not back in town for my birthday. That started early. (laughs) (laughs) But in California, like, I have memories of us but not many because surprise surprise in california there's this thing called uh, traffic (laughs) that turns a 30 minute drive into a two-hour drive
0: yeah that was and so
1: i was usually awake by the time you had left to get to work and i was asleep by the time you got back right so You were basically the weekend parent. Yep. And even then, it was kind of a, eh? Because you were either super tired from the week you'd had, or you still had work to do, or... You know, whatever it was. So... Like, you've always been my dad, but in that time period, like... I was definitely more comfortable with mom than
0: she was the primary caregiver during that time.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. Also the disciplinarian. So, you know, scared of her, very attached to her, like dad, not so sure about yet because when he's around, it's fantastic. Right. But he's gone a lot. Right. And then it was really when we moved back to Utah and you got a different job that, you know, you really started being home a lot more because our traffic isn't nearly as bad. But I will also, sorry, please continue.
0: What's funny is, you know, in California... Where we lived and where I worked was thirty. about 30 miles. And if I was on the road before 5 a.m. in the morning, it was a 30 to 45-minute drive. Uh If I was on the road after 5.30, it was guaranteed two to two-and-a-half hours. And then coming home, regardless if you left at 5 p.m. or if you left at, say, 7 p.m., you got home at the same time. So that made for very long days because what I didn't want to do is spend four hours on the road. Um, so I would just stay at the office until, you know, later, cause I knew that I got on the road at seven, I could be home by eight or, yep. even, you know, so you're absolutely right. I mean, from Monday through Friday, I was a ghost. Yeah. Uh, And on the weekends, you know, again, if if I was on call, uh, you know, uh, I I might have to take off. Uh, If I was, again, had a particularly long week, which most Mm -hmm. of them were. um, I I was not the physically available parent that I wanted to be during that time.
1: Yeah. But also, to be fair, I do remember that you and mom always made a point to both be there whenever me or Kylie had a dance recital or a cheerleading thing. Right. Like I always remember you being present for those, like the real, like the special and important moments, which like is awesome. Cause I know not everyone gets to have that dynamic, but yeah. Um, And then when we moved back, you started being more available, started spending more time together, got a lot more comfortable with you, maybe, you know, a little too much as I, like, kind of grasped onto you. And I'm like, mom scares me. You're nice. Uh, You say yes to things that mom usually doesn't. So you can't, you... I became a daddy's girl because I knew daddy would say yes to most things which is a good and a bad thing i think i think it's good because it definitely helps me feel more comfortable being open with you
0: right
1: but at the same time and i will open up to i will accept this and i will own up to it you let me get away with a lot of shit i probably shouldn't have been able to get away with
0: very, very likely. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, and, you know, you were not the. I'm going to bring the hammer down parent like I can count on one hand the amount of times I've seen you. Genuinely get upset. With me or Kylie and I remember those because you know, when you blow up, you are a scary man.
0: Yeah. I had some um emotional regulation challenges where I would just
1: feel something know. and then instead of expressing it, just push it down. Yeah, put it in a box. Put it more and feelings then, come on, okay. Just push that down too. Yeah, put yeah, that in a
0: box too. And, it, it, and at some point the box blows up.
1: Yeah, it's a familial trait that'll mm-hmm. The three of us share that is not necessarily the best. Nope. But we're working on it, and that's what's important. Yep. Um, I think our relationship dynamic really changed, like, when I was in high school. And that's where the lines kind of became blurred to me of, I know you're my dad, but, like, I also do consider you my friend. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because when I was upset, you were always, I should not say always, you were almost always the person that came down to check up on me. Um, if I want to go and do something on the weekends, I would usually ask you and we would go do stuff. Um, and not to say that my relationship with my mom is bad at all, like. But that relationship definitely took me leaving the house and living on my own to definitely help me see that, oh, that's why mom did all of this. Right. That's why she was the disciplinarian. She's turns not actually she's a, scary.
0: <laughs> turns out she's a very wise and... um compassionate human being she is who loves you guys tremendously and Mm -hmm. uh, just you know her expression her language of love there was to give you as many tools as possible and as much guidance as possible so that when you did go out into the world that you weren't going to get crushed by it yeah and
1: and she definitely did that Yeah, and
0: I I credit her a lot for, again, the person that you have become because the mm -hmm. strength that you have, I see, I know exactly where she got that strength, where you got that strength. Oh, yeah. Right. Like there's a lot of mom
1: in me and I like to think I got all of the good parts, but also I know where I get my stubbornness from. Mm
0: hmm. Very much so.
1: Me and my mom are very similar in that manner. And that's I that's why I think I don't want to say we ever really clashed, but when you get two people with anxiety in right. the same space, it's potentially not the greatest soup. and especially where i was a teenager and you know not very good at regulating my emotions right or you know seeing things for the way they are and not you know how my 16 17 15 year old brain was like this is how the world definitely is right so yeah like i think My attachment to you formed a lot in high school because, you know, (laughs) that's when my depression was its worst. Right. And, you know, you were always there for me. So was mom. But I was a little more afraid to come out with my feelings to her because she's a fixer. And I appreciate that. Right. Like, now that I'm older, I know that if I have a problem, go to mom. She will she will give me tools. She will give me recommendations. She will yep. help me. But when I'm sixteen and that's what she's doing, that she's trying to give me these tools.
0: Right. That's yeah, that's I, not what you wanted at the No. Time.
1: I just I wanted her to agree that, Oh, my life is so horrible and (laughs) no one understands me Yeah, No.
0: Yeah. I think that that is, you know, if if I could jump in a time machine and go back and change one thing, it would be, Mm -hmm. I would be less of a commiserator with you because I, you know, there were times when there are times when commiseration is, is warranted and needed. Mm. Uh, And then there's times when a good, you know, figurative kick in the butt is what's needed. And mom was always
1: the one to give me a kick in the butt, which I am so thankful for now. Yeah. Even if I like didn't appreciate it when I was younger, I'm like, you know what? It's good that she did that or else I would probably have one of the worst victim mentalities. (laughs)
0: Rarely do we appreciate the really significant lessons we learn in life. Oh yeah. While we're learning them.
1: Exactly. <laughs> right. And, it's only afterwards
0: you know, you, that you gain context and perspective that you look back and go, Oh, I get it now, right?
1: Yeah. That has been like the past, let's see, 18, 19,
0: 20, 21. <laughs> oh now but you're like doing that. seven years of
1: my life have been. It's been a constant. Oh my gosh, my parents were right. <laughs> Constant.
0: Yeah. Well, or, your mother your, your mother is more right than than I than I am, but I'll I'll take some of that.
1: I'll take some yeah, of Yeah, like you can have uh, some of the credit. Most of it goes to her. Like Absolutely. 80/20%.
0: Oh. How about
1: 70/30? Nah, mm. that's a little too much credit that you don't deserve <laughs> that much. Sorry. <laughs> nice, but nice. yeah. Um, and our relationship and the relationship I have with my mom now that I'm not a teenager who just thinks the entire world's against me. And my mom trying to help me is her being against me. (laughs) Like, I.
0: You're one of them.
1: I'm one of them. Yeah. You're one of the people who. Tries to help, but doesn't truly understand how much of a tortured soul I am.
0: Exactly. Uh, let me
1: be angsty. Then, Just let me be angsty, please. And then grow up to be an adult and realize, oh, she does know what I was going through. She went through yeah. the same crap.
0: Yep. Yeah. That her, her strength and her wisdom and her, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whole methodology, philosophy around parenting was. was Forged in fire. Right. I mean, she went through a lot. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and and learned a lot from it. Right. And yeah. came out, you know, came out the other side of it thinking I'm I'm not going to have my my kids go through this. Nope. Right. So we again, her and I both approached parenting very much from the same mm-hmm. place, which was we're going to try to do better than our parents did, but not because we think they were terrible parents. Yeah. But because we believe that they were doing the best job they could given what they had.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: And, you know, we were going to get more so we could do better, right? We were mm-hmm. going to get, you know, help, go to counseling, read books, ask questions, um, try to be a partnership as long as, I'm not the one that's over there sabotaging it. I feel um,
1: like for the most part you guys were pretty good but also I am going to call you out on this. I do think too. you really enjoyed being the yes man parent.
0: I would be lying if I say I didn't. Because yeah. yeah. There, it, it is. It's fun being being the cool parent. It's right? fun
1: being the cool parent. But
0: uh, but at the same time, you know, again, if I could go back and change it, mm-hmm. I would be less of a cool parent. I'd still probably be somewhat of a cool parent, uh, the cool parent. I would
1: say like you would just need to dial down the cool parent, like maybe ten notches. Like if it's on a scale scale of like a hundred, okay. Yeah, I was gonna It'd say, give like, me the
0: scale there. Well, wow, yeah, 10, if it's like a hundred, ten out of eleven, yeah. or you know, ten no. out of ten point five,
1: like. 10. Out of a, let's say 50. Yeah, that's easier than 100. Yeah, just like maybe turn it down to a 40. Okay. Like you're still that cool parent, but there's like. But, don't mess with dad.
0: Yeah, there, there's a little bit of a of an edge there. which Yeah. I, again, I think. Well, yeah, no. I, I and I can't really believe have. I'm
1: saying I wish you were a little more like strict with us. Like, I don't feel like any child <laughs> wants that.
0: But, but that's the thing. You're, you're not a kid anymore, right? You, no. you understand the implications and ramifications of having a very, you know, too permissive of parents. Yes. Or too restrictive of parents. Yeah. Right? Uh, there are extremes on either side. And, you know, I was doing my best, given what I had, to mm-hmm. to try to walk the middle ground. And again,
1: Um, I feel like you did a good job. You just more lean towards, I'm going to be the fun parent.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be the more permissive parent. Yeah. Yep.
1: And like, I don't want to say I would like change that because I don't know how that would have altered the relationship you and I have now. And it's a relationship I love. Like, I know for a fact that I can come to you with anything. Even if it's stuff you, like, but that also does have a drawback because (laughs) I have a tendency to let things slip that, you know, probably mom and dad don't need to or want to know.
0: TMI. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because. You do. Yeah. And I'm really trying to be better about that, but I'm also. Because I have such an attachment to you and mom, like I kind of want you to know everything that's going on in my life. Like, of yeah. course, there's stuff that I want to keep private, and honestly, a lot of the stuff you guys, you know, the TMI moments have probably been because I just haven't thought the words through before they came out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's been kind of a lifelong trait of yours. Where yeah, just open your mouth and words will pop out and you're like, they're not "Ah." necessarily
1: words that people want or need to know. But at the same filter there, like, so that's a consequence, but at the same time, like it's really freeing and honestly just nice knowing that I don't feel the need to hide anything from you guys Yeah, because that's where I feel like a lot of problems can arise is when your kid is afraid to talk to you and you and mom both made sure to tell us that you can come to us for anything. Right. We're going to be more disappointed if you don't. And it leads to something bad happening. Like you were the type of parents. And I remember this that told me and my sister, once we got to, you know, that age, that you would rather us come and talk to you about birth control, than come home and say, "Hey, I'm pregnant."
0: Right. Absolutely. And, and uh, so, I think I think this is an important point, and I kind of want to. <laughs> the words are are begging to get out, which is um, there. I have seen, I've seen it be the case where people, parents, say come talk to us, right? We're, we will, nothing, you know, nothing you could say is going to shock me, make me mad, whatever. And then the first time there's an opportunity, it doesn't, it doesn't go quite that way. Right. Because again, I think there is this, there's this ideal that we have as, as parents that, yeah, there's there, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know what's going on. Uh, and then, you know, the first time that there's something that like I don't want to know that, <laughs> right? that that you respond not with, again, tolerance and not with, um, you know, not with emotion, right? And so, that's I think that's the difference, right? As I uh, yeah, with the, with the relationship is I try not to to go in from an emotional place, really coming from from a logical place and just say. You know, it is what it is, right? This is what's going, this is how it is. And, you know, we can only go forward from here. I can't, you know, can't change what's happened. I can only go forward from here. So uh, I know that some of your friends have, you know, also, you know, said to me directly and I think to you directly that uh, they feel that, you know, Your mom and I are a safe space for them as well.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Like, everyone I've brought home that I can remember that are still in my life. Like, and I feel bad for saying this, but at the same time, I don't. They consider you guys more of their parents than their actual parents a good amount of the time. Like, I've had friends tell me, I feel safer around your parents, like safer to come out and talk about stuff, safer of not being judged or whatever than their own parents. And honestly, it's made me realize how rare our relationship is. And it's also made me very, very sad that not everyone has as open and trusting of a relationship. That I have with you and mom. Like, I know that I can come to you with anything. And you guys might not like it. You guys might not agree with it. But as long as I'm not hurting myself or others, you guys will accept it. yeah, we'll And we'll you will be. not be petty or anything about it. You guys might not want to talk about it, which is fine but if it's brought up you guys are going to be you guys aren't going to be like mm, maybe we shouldn't talk about this
0: yeah, let's just, or let's just sweep that under this rug over here right
1: yeah like you you guys don't do that you guys don't sweep things under the rug like if it's an important part of my my sister's life like you you accept it no, and i, I that. think that's what a lot of people a lot of people in general don't get is that Accepting something does not mean that you agree with it. Right,
0: absolutely. absolutely. And I think
1: that people feel that like if I accept this about this person, that I'm condoning their them. behavior that I might not right. agree with, which is a hundred percent not true. Like right. I've come to you and mom with crap tons of things that we have view diff, different views on, and you guys will let your views be known, but you also let it be known that I'm an adult. I get to make my own choices, and yeah, as long as no one is getting hurt, then carry on, my wayward son.
0: Carry on. Um, absolutely right. It's mm-hmm. uh, I had I had a thought in my head, and it's it's now still swimming around. I think, but I, I will say that being being tolerant. I don't know if that I even know if that's the word.
1: I just, just say being accepting.
0: Yeah, being accepted, being being able to to open my ears and listen, and have you and your sister, and frankly anybody, yeah, <laughs> be heard. Right. I think that's for me. That's very important because I watch. So you know. I hear the stories from your friends about their their parents, and again, this is not a, you know, any any type of judgment or indictment on them because they're doing the best they can with what they have, right?
1: Uh huh. And like, I don't doubt that. You have. There's one parent I know of that I doubt that, but yeah,
0: okay. But as a parent, you have these expectations right? You look at your child as a, as a babe and you think to yourself one day you are going to grow up to take over the world, right? You are just going to be amazing and you're going to have this amazing life and you're going to do all these amazing things. And then somewhere along the line, you realize that may not be your future. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, there, there's, the only expectation, the only desire, the only goal that I had for you and your sister is I wanted you to grow up to be good people. That's it.
1: You wanted us I'd... to grow up to be good people and you wanted us to grow up happy.
0: Yep. I wanted you to know that you were loved.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wanted you to know that you were the most important thing in my life without, without qualification. Oh, yeah. I wanted you guys to know that, yeah. Yeah. Um, that I was going to listen to anything that you had to say. I may Mm -hmm. not always agree with it. I may not always, you know, support it. I like, yeah, go burn down that person's house because you like fire. Right. Um, (laughs) Fire. (laughs) uh, But, you know, but I was at least going to listen, right? (sighs) Because that there's so many, there's so much in life, so much suffering and trauma in life that could be avoided if people would just listen and have.
1: Listen with an open mind.
0: Yeah. It feel like they're being heard. Yeah. So it's, it's important. You know, listening is one thing, hearing what that person is saying
1: Mm -hmm.
0: requires, you know, action requires engagement. And I was going to be engaged with you and your sister throughout your entire life. Because again, um, I, again, I'll say I'm not your friend, but I think that the relationship we have actually transcends friendship 100%. <laughs> because, you know, I, 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 I did not come, I did not go into parenting with the idea, uh, or with the, 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 the goal of being a friend. I went into parenting with the idea and the goal of being a parent
1: mm-hmm.
0: for the rest of my life. It's a lifelong, you know, the, engagement. And so I figured if if I'm going to do that for the rest of my life I, it's got to be based on very firm uh, on a very firm foundation and I, I again ho- hopefully I've I've built that foundation with you. I think I have.
1: Um let me check. I have to go back through, you know, 25 years of memories. Uh, I think you did a good job.
0: <laughs> well, again, I appreciate that. I just I just want you and, I, and through extension to our listeners to know that this is not something that just happened, right? That this was, there was intent here on mm-hmm. my part, on your mother's part, on your part, on your sister's part. There was intent that we were going to remain close. And I treasure the fact that the four of us really like each other. I mean, yeah. we just came home from vacation. <laughs> we, you know, we just came home from a family vacation, and I will say that that was one of the most enjoyable family vacations we've had in a long time. Just because we got along, and we yeah. laughed, and we, you know, we were just, we were just us, and it was awesome. Yeah,
1: especially with you guys having moved out of state. Yeah. Like. I think family vacations are gonna be not to say that our past vacations weren't enjoyable. They were. But I just think that they're gonna get better from here. Because not agree. only do we like each other, but with this like distance between us, like it really allows everyone to grow as individuals yep. rather than just the familial unit. Right. Like I have definitely notice some changes in myself since you guys have moved away. Good, good things. Not, Uh, not bad things.
0: You had me holding my breath for a second.
1: No, like I noticed that I tend to dress the way I like more often than I might have, because I was afraid maybe mom or Kylie would look at my style and be like, "Mm, is that what you're wearing out? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because our senses of style are very different. Very, I'm more yeah. not avant-garde, but like you, you alternative.
0: Have your own, yeah. You have your own sense of style. And, and then awesome.
1: mom and Kylie are more traditional with their sense of style. And it like nothing bad, but I have definitely worn some outfits that have made them go, huh? Huh? Yeah. That's an outfit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But like um like I'm not as concerned with having to get your guys's approval to do things. Right. Because
0: cuz you don't oh, have to have our approval to no. do things. No.
1: Like okay. just and honestly like that has definitely helped my relationship between you and mom because I'm not constantly afraid that you're going to somehow find out I did something and you're like going to totally disapprove of it. I don't need your guys. I, I would love your guys's approval, but I'm also learning that I don't need it. Right. I don't need you to please you guys hundred percent of the time in order to be happy.
0: You're, you're growing up, Megan.
1: I'm growing up. It's so, so growing up. It only took me 25 years.
0: <laughs> hey, some you know sometimes it takes people their entire life before they grow up, and, and, yeah. and in my case, uh, growing old is is mandatory. Growing up isn't, mm-hmm. and uh, you know i I expect to be a very youthful old man. Someday. Oh, I
1: cannot wait to see, like. White haired Wade on the front porch with mom in a rocking chair and still making like potty humor jokes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna happen. It's oh, it's gonna, gonna happen.
1: happen a lot. Yeah. And just like, I can't wait to see the looks on people's faces because you have a very suburban dad vibe. Yeah. A very proper, I am a proper man. And not to say that you aren't a proper man. But some of the things that can come out of your mouth do not match suburban dad, yeah, and it there's... is the greatest thing to see when people, like, for the first time, hear some of the crap that comes out of your mouth and like the the appearance and what came out, <laughs> they, they don't match. So some think... of the
0: crap that comes out of your mouth. Oh, well, I'll yeah. take that as I'll take that as a badge of honor.
1: Take it as a badge of honor because you constantly. Make me laugh. And, you know, I hope that that continues. And I hope that we can also make our listeners laugh. Because that's, you know, laugh, cry. We don't really want you to cry. But just no. also realize that, you know, we're also a safe space here. Yep. And that you can, I mean, please don't confess murder to us, but you can talk about a lot of, a lot of things and not be judged for it. Right. And
0: uh, that's, that's what I hope for everybody is yeah. to find the person in this world that they can talk to and will, you know, and, and that person that they're talking to will not pass judgment, will not. Yeah. Will not do anything other than approach them, and and be there for them with with love in their heart and and uh, you know the, their best interest in their in their heart. So yeah, that was clumsy as hell, but I was trying to be sincere. And
1: since uh, the sincerity was there, and the words might have been clumsy, but the intent got through. Awesome. I would say.
0: Well, I think here's a good place to wrap this. Exploration of our relationship up. Yep. Um, how can our listening audience uh, tell us about maybe some of their uh, relationship tips or how they have experienced relationships that were either good or potentially not so good? How can they get a hold of
1: us? Thank you for your totally unpredicted question. I'm so happy to answer. There's a few ways you can reach us. We have an email, um, info at gengapcast.com. We have a Facebook. You can like the page. You can post about there about your relationship with your parents or your kids, or, you know, tell us exactly why the relationship I have with my dad is weird. <laughs> we also what? have a Twitter.
0: Do it's, you have a Twitter?
1: It's Gap. Uh, Gen, it's Gencast, right?
0: No, it's Gap Gen.
1: Gap Gen. I know the combination. There's what one, one of these podcasts I will get it right unprompted. I know you will. We have a Twitter. Uh, yeah, please talk to us. But if you know if you're a little shy, or this is your first episode and you're interested in hearing more, Dad, where can they listen to us?
0: Awesome! What a totally uh unpredictable and uh, off the cuff segue you just did. It was I amazing. Know. <laughs> Improvisation. Impro. Okay. Um So where can you find us? Well, uh, we are wherever you find podcasts. We're on the Apple podcast store place, whatever they're calling it now. Uh, iTunes. Well, they're, yeah, I won't. Di- I won't digress into what Apple's trying to do, but then iTunes. We'll call it iTunes, um, Google, uh, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, uh, and there's more. But those are the ones that come to mind. So, you know, uh, if you are su- if you subscribe to us, and again, we're we're going to be re- remaining free for I won't say forever because who knows, but at least. For the indefinite future, we're going to remain free. We will through.
1: not feed into capitalism.
0: We will not. Down with the no. Um, but no,
1: but you know, some sponsors, s- if you like us, please yeah, sponsor us up. Sponsors
0: would be awesome. We can sponsor the crap out of things. So, exactly.
1: We'll be full of capitalism if the sponsor wants.
0: <laughs> but subscribe to us because what that does for you is when when new episodes drop, they just automatically appear in your in your podcast player and you know, it's like a little gift that's that's given to you by the podcast gods. Yes. And also, um, we would love for you to leave a review and a, a star rating. On, I need it on for Apple. my
1: self-esteem.
0: Because what that does is that helps us get new listeners. And, it also
1: makes me feel good. And you guys don't it, want to make me cry, do you?
0: <laughs> and it's validation. Validation for dance. Exactly.
1: I will awesome. cry. And Remake. I do not look cute while i cry i ugly cry
0: you ugly cry like stop. you don't want to
1: make me ugly cry
0: cry. no No. like like really like you just scrunch up your face and there's like like, puffy
1: cheeks like really red yeah it's
0: just just, like it's not good
1: uh, it's just tears and snot and snot and tears like y'all don't want that so uh
0: nobody give us some good
1: reviews
0: or just review
1: you know just talk about us please i'm desperate
0: like the gorgon. Okay. So, um <laughs> I love you. I love you too. I appreciate you uh exploring our relationship and being open and honest.
1: I'm and glad that we have a relationship that we can be open and honest and explore. So thank you as well. You.
0: You're welcome. So, I'm Wade, I'm the dad.
1: I'm Megan, I'm the daughter, remember? You can always talk to us. You can think of us as your parents, but please don't. I'm not ready for that responsibility. Please be happy. Please be healthy. Please be safe. And remember, we love you. See you next week. Or next time. I don't know. We're inconsistent. Bye. I'm going to go